Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Short Term Rentals podcast. My name is Paul Stevens, news editor of Short Term Rentals, and today I'm speaking to Tom Caton, who is Chief Revenue Officer at AirDNA, which provides data and analytics on the short term slash vacation rental industry. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, pretty good, Paul. Last time I saw you, it was uh, the Shorties Awards, which I think was the last day before the fall and the whole world changed. So I'm pleased we're both surviving. Excellent. And you're tuning in from Barcelona as well today? Yeah, that's right. Eddie and A, we have about 20 folks in Denver in Colorado and about 30, 35 in Barcelona. So that's the office I run. And so today, as you know, we're going to be talking about AirDNA's research into the boom of non-urban rental markets and domestic tourism, how mid-term stays may rescue the short-term sector, and what the future normal may look like in a post-COVID-19 short-term rental landscape. So my first question, Tom, is how is AirDNA being affected by COVID-19 and how are you analysing the impact of, of the virus with your reports and tools? Sure. So when uh, we got into this data business, Scott and I, uh, as co-founder and CEO, we, we came up against STR, the hotel data folks. And they always told us, oh, yeah, you should look forward to a recession because that's when data companies become oh so valuable. But then the recession came and it, we never appreciated that travel would be the recession. So um, some of our more casual hosts have, uh, aren't buying as much as they used to. However, we have held up pretty robustly with um, larger firms and more professional property managers who are really keen to see the output of the data. And that has proved somewhat right. I wouldn't say we've gone up, but we, we're not in crisis. So things are... Are carrying on. Um, and so at the back end of March, I remember you published a report revealing how urban, suburban and rural, rural vacation rental markets are responding to the growing impact of COVID-19 in the US. What were your main takeaways from this report? And do you also think that the boom in non-urban rental markets is going to be one that will, will last long term? Well, I think we've all been through phases of this pandemic. So when in the early part of the year, only the most prescient of people, even up to mid-March, were really seeing this as a critical effect on the world and travel. And then as it's unfolded more, we can see how bookings have evolved. So when we first put together our research, just as we were scrambling around to try and help people make sense of what was happening, the big theme was... Uh, urban bookings were disappearing, but rural areas were having boom times. That uh, The Hamptons was as busy as July the 4th, one of our customers, Dave Marquis, was reporting, and he was seeing 300% year-on-year growth. And this quarantine tourism was a big feature in the early moments, that folks who were in perhaps their much smaller um urban apartments were fleeing for the countryside. However, what we have observed is that trend has petered out. So rural areas are still vastly outperforming urban areas. And those rural areas, the people who went there, may be renewing there in some numbers, but the movement has stopped. There's been 
a reasonable amount of social opprobrium as to moving from an infected city to a less infected rural area. And particularly in Europe, it's been particularly frowned upon. Police have been turning people back. Uh, as you know, Paul, in the UK, the Lake District was put out of bounds to uh, holidaymakers, and there's been similar trends throughout. So whilst that provided succour to the folks with rural short-term rentals, I think this is a bit of a flash in the pan, and as we revert to some kind of new normal, that will definitely abate. Mm. So, and then last week, we also released rather thought-provoking piece on how midterm stays may, in your words, rescue the short-term sector, and that produced quite a response online. So, what what um, what did you mean by this, and how does the the short-term sector need rescuing, in your opinion? Well, when it's a rescuing, I think when we look at midterm rentals, it's a way to get revenue. There are no longer going to be people visiting from London to Barcelona and staying for four nights in an urban short-term rental for some time. In fact, very few people will be looking at that. However, there are so many reasons that people use short-term rentals beyond making a holiday, and those people tend to look for longer stays. So if we count the examples out there, we have people in key workers who feel they're exposed to coronavirus, who want to distance themselves from other family members. When we look at people necessarily have to move from time to time for jobs, for divorces, for any kind of other reason, and the normal lettings market is out of bounds. So they've proved a real opportunity and still proves a real opportunity for short-term rentals to take their place, providing that valuable service. So mid-term rentals in general have increased from a very low base from the short-term rental market. So when we look at this in terms and through the, through the prism of data, we can see that <clears throat> historically, short-term rentals, uh, the by number of nights booked uh, in, a normal, in normal conditions, 80% would be for seven or fewer days. Uh, as we see in the last week, we can see that just 30% are for seven or fewer days. And where the real explosion has been, eight to 14 days has remained relatively stable. But stays of 15 days or more are now the majority of booking nights for short in the short-term rental platforms. Mm -hmm. So when we say short-term rentals, this means reservations happening on the Airbnb, Homeway, and uh, VRBO platforms. So that is a remarkable turnaround. Of course, bookings have fallen considerably, but if you have properties, your best way to get an income, even if it's not the income you were used to, is to make yourselves available for these midterm increasing. It is worth saying though, as of nine days ago, only 48% of global Airbnbs had weekly or monthly discounts. And the average weekly discount was 12%, and the average monthly discount was 24%. So what we can say from that is most hosts have not really adapted to this, as when you are looking for a monthly booking, you would expect a considerable discount on the daily rate. So for the hosts out there, please make sure that your places are available and are attractive to that medium-term stay. So is the saviour of short-term rentals? 
That said, we believe that medium-term rentals, speaking to our customers, is not the panacea for the medium term. Because the economics of running short-term rentals with shorter stays are superior to mid-term stays and long-term stays in general. They have a higher risk, you have the booking risk, you have more effort in terms of the turnarounds, the cleanings, the check-ins. But the reason people were attracted to short-term rentals in the first place was the superior incomes you could generate. But we do have to stare down the barrel that the V-shaped recovery that so many people were hoping for two, three weeks ago is becoming increasingly unlikely. With the 30 million unemployed in the US mirrored across the Western markets, it doesn't look as though travel will return in the way it did in a V-shaped fashion. When we talk, people talked about V-shape, people talked about a temporary hiatus, three, four months, and the economy would, in general, would pick up to where it was. As the ramifications of that there is not a vaccine that seems likely to come any time soon, when people are allowed to travel, it's going to be in a very different manner to what they were used to, that travel is undoubtedly not going to be what it was. Travel will still happen, but it may take some time to recover. So when, if you were a short-term rental property owner and had 100 properties, there is no reason to get out of the short-term rental business entirely, but you have to consider that the demand will not return as it once was. So that's why having a mix of short-term and medium-term can help the short-term rental operators get through this process. Well, some very interesting observations there. And... By extension, how do you envisage the, the short-term rental landscape changing? And what can you foresee if there is to be um, a future normal within the space? As a data provider, we recommend you buy data, of course. But I, I'm duty-bound to say that. <laughs> but for to run a serious business, you have to realise and see when the pickup is going to come. We spent a lot of time rejigging our tools, both for short-term rental operators, but also the DMOs, the tourism boards that rely on our data to predict the future, to be able to give them tools to see when is a pickup happening, or what price are these, is it being, is the market picking up at, and when can they start to anticipate bookings again? So the best way we can see into the future is looking at that data. Unfortunately, that data, even in normal times, the vast majority of bookings are within 90 days of the travel taking place. So we can only see so far with our data. Mm. What we can also consider is countries that are ahead of where you are at the moment. So China is an example. It's difficult for us at AirDNA as almost all of the bookings do not happen on the Airbnb home away VRBO platforms, they happen on local Chinese platforms. Also, you can make a strong argument that culturally, the way Chinese people travel may be very different from the way a Swedish person travels. So that is one indicator. The second indicator that I think will be a lot more interesting is what is happening in New Zealand and Australia. We've seen New Zealand, when I last read, have been some days without a new case of COVID-19. As they start to open up with their glorious defense of being an island, 
you can see as a portent for how vacation rentals will pick up into the future. The debate runs and runs between what consumer behaviour will be, and it's very difficult to see which side is right. On the one side, do you want to stay in a hotel? The shared air conditioning system is a bunch of strangers, bumping into people in the lifts everywhere, moving around en masse, going down to breakfast. But what a hotel has that a vacation rental property will find hard to have is the same level and intensity of cleaning. So we've seen Airbnb has announced a mandatory one-day gap between vacation rentals. I believe you can opt out of it, but they're trying to push this forward as a way of ensuring cleaning. But Paul, look around your house. <laughs> Think how long it would take you to do a deep bleaching clean to guarantee there is no residual COVID-19 viruses on your apartment. Make your apartment maybe much bigger. <laughs> it's impractical to have the same level of cleanliness in a vacation rental that you could possibly have in a hotel. Now, there are some firms out there, and we see uh, some of the vendors in this space are really trying to help with that and enforce minimum standards. It's hard to predict. However, we can predict in non-urban locations, vacation rentals, should see a recovery this year. We see this already in the glimmers of bookings happening in August and September, because a family holiday is so vital to so many people. And when you consider the options, there are few. There, if you want to reliably go on that vacation, it will be in a drive-to destination or a short trip destination uh, that you can rely on being able to get there. You won't have to have an immunity passport. You won't be stopped at any borders the changes in your local area are much easier to predict. So those vacation rentals where there is generally limited hotel supply should have a good late summer, early autumn. Well, there we go. Some, uh, some much needed optimism for everyone right there. <laughs> um, well, thank you very much today uh, for joining me, Tom, and for being our latest guest on the podcast. Uh, just a reminder as well that you can also follow all of the latest news, features and opinions from the global short-term rental industry on shorttermrentals.com where you can also sign up to our weekly newsletter which comes out every Monday. Thanks for listening. Thank you again Tom and see you next time. <laughs>